Good morning, Stanford Christian Church. This is Pastor Jeremy. Today, God is speaking to us through Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 19. We end our series on the calling of God in our lives with the story of Paul's calling. Today, I want you to see that our calling is not to merely do something. Jesus is calling you to become someone. Acts chapter 9, starting in verse 1. Now Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked for letters from him to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found any belonging to the way, whether men or women, he might bring them in shackles to Jerusalem. Now as he was traveling, it happened that he was approaching Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. And he fell on the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But get up and enter the city, and it will be told to you what you must do. The men who traveled with him stood speechless, hearing the voice but seeing no one. Saul got up from the ground, and though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. And leading him by the hand, they brought him into Damascus, and for three days he was without sight, and neither ate nor drank. I was blind, but now I see. This is a fundamental truth that is pervasive in all Christian stories. Before Jesus, we are blind to certain truths, particular realities. We don't see the greatness of Jesus. We don't see the wickedness of our sin. We're blind to the hopelessness of our loneliness without Jesus. But Jesus heals our eyes and something like fish scales fall from our eyes and you see things as they truly are. Then you see the glory of God and you see the way of Jesus and you see the error of your ways and you love him. And you love others, and you gain joy and peace, and you praise and you give thanks. Now Saul is first introduced to the story of the book of Acts in chapter 7. He stood and oversaw the martyrdom of the deacon Stephen. He approved as the crowd killed the follower of Jesus by throwing rocks at him. Saul is a Greek-speaking Jew from Tarsus who had been trained to be a Pharisee, which is one of the Jewish religious leaders. He was zealous for the faith, so much so that he was on a mission to round up apostate heretics who were leading people away from God to arrest them and to bring them back to Jerusalem for trial. Not only is he not a follower of Jesus, but Saul is actively fighting against Jesus. Saul is arresting and killing his followers to snuff out his kingdom altogether. One of the lessons we need to take from the story of Saul, whose name will later be changed to Paul, is that Jesus is willing to accept and forgive and transform anyone. There is no one too far gone. We we do not ever give up and we do not ever turn anyone away because if Jesus will save Saul, heal his blindness and transform him into an apostle, that he will do it for anyone. I got people all the time that try to act like the church would fall down if they walked into it. They don't understand that this is the place. This church was built for people like that. You take that person that doesn't think they talk right, dress right, right, think right, uh, has not been to church for a long time. They 
They, they think they don't belong here. No, this is exactly where we belong. And Jesus approved that when he accepted, healed, forgave, and transformed a self-righteous religious teacher who was leading the murder and persecution of his people. Saul approached Damascus, and then a light flashed, and he was blind. Then Jesus spoke to him in an audible voice and said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? So Saul responded, Who are you, Lord? He doesn't recognize that this is God yet. Instead, he just says, Lord, because he realizes that it's someone superior to himself, and he recognizes that he is at their mercy. Jesus continued, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, but get up and enter the city, and it will be told to you what you must do. Here is another one of those commands where God tells someone to do something but gives them none of the details. Often God's plans become more clear when you step out in faith and start following and serving. It's like Indiana Jones and that bridge. It's like over the abyss, over the chasm in the, in, in the cave, but it, the bridge doesn't appear until you just step out onto the chasm. To add to the level of difficulty, Paul is also now physically blind, not just spiritually. So we continue the story in verse 10. Now there was a disciple in Damascus named Ananias. And the Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Get up and go to the street called Straight, and inquire at the house of Judas for a man from Tarsus named Saul. For he is praying, and he has been see- and he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay hands on him so that he might regain sight. But Ananias answered, "Lord, I have heard from many people about this man, how much harm he did to your saints in Jerusalem, and here he has authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name." But the Lord said to him, "Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine." to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the sons of Israel. For I will show him how much he must suffer in behalf of my name. So Ananias departed and entered the house, and after laying hands on him said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you were coming has sent me so that you may regain sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like fish scales fell from his eyes and He regained his sight and he got up and was baptized and took food and was strengthened. Now, a new person is introduced into the story and his name is Ananias. He's a believer who lives in Damascus. God speaks to Ananias in a vision and tells him to go to the place where he'll find Saul. And so the problem is that Ananias knows Saul and he knows that he arrests and kills Christians. And that's his job. And Ananias is a Christian and so he doesn't want to do this. But God said the most astounding thing in response. He tells Ananias, go, for he is my chosen instrument. So the man that had made his life mission to persecute and destroy the kingdom of God is now a chosen instrument of God's. God transforms us. He does not just call us to do something, but he calls us to become someone he makes us a totally new thing. He changes the very nature and he come, when he comes and he saves us. You, you're, you're not who you were before. Every day he transforms you prayerfully 
You are not the same person you were yesterday. God has a plan for you. And it's not just one act or one part of your life, but He has a plan that encompasses everything that you are. Every part of your life. It involves everything that you do. Jesus says, you must be born again to enter the kingdom of God. The old self must be put to death and the new person born of the Spirit in the way of Jesus. Now this is total transformation. Jesus transforms Saul from an enemy of God to a chosen instrument. And so has he you. How is God transforming you? From a liar to a truth teller? From one who ignored others to one who cares for them deeply? From a lover of money to a lover of Jesus? From from one who serves a political party to one who serves the kingdom of God? However he is transforming you, it might not happen as fast as it did for Paul. Sometimes it does, but... Sometimes our transformations take place over the course of years and decades, but we can be certain that it will happen because our Jesus always wins. When Ananias got to the place that Saul was staying, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you were coming has sent me so that you may regain sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately, something like fish scales fell from his eyes and he regained sight and he got up and he was baptized. Now the old fish scales thing's a little bit nasty. And uh, here God uses Paul to paint an illustration of what happens to every one of us. Paul was blind, and, but, when he, but when God worked, the scales falls from his eyes and he can see. We were blind, but now we see. Jesus opens our eyes to see the truth. It is also true that this is an ongoing process. Throughout our lives, he opens our eyes to new things. He he opens them wider and wider to show us more and more. There's one question that I want us to answer before we leave this morning. What did God use to open Saul's eyes and transform him into Paul? There are two actions that surround Paul's regaining his sight. First, God tells Ananias, you will find a man praying. Saul was praying to God when Ananias came to him. And God answers prayers. And if you pray to God to deliver you from sin, from the bondage of your spiritual nature, he he will answer that prayer. And if you pray for God to open your eyes to the truth, which we should all be doing every single day, God will answer that prayer. It may not be immediate. It, may, it took Ananias, you know, it took him a while to travel to the house. He didn't have Google Maps, and so it took him a bit to find. And to, to the blind Saul, it may have seemed like an eternity, but his prayers were answered. Every, every day, pray for yourself and others that God would shed the scales from your eyes and help you to see the truths of the gospel of Jesus Christ and to to hear and to answer his callings in our lives and pray that he would help us to see through the lies and the selfishness of this world to see the things as they truly are. So, So God used prayer to open Paul's eyes. Second, he uses an ordinary man to restore Saul's sight and transform him into the kingdom of God. Now, Ananias is mentioned nowhere else in the Bible other than Acts 22 where Paul tells the story of his conversion. We know nothing else about him. He's an ordinary guy who listens when God tells him to do something. Even when it was uncomfortable and scary, Jesus delivered you to be a deliverer. It's who you are now. Ananias has now 
had his own blindness and, and, and Jesus cleansed his eyes and opened them wide. He no longer sees Paul. Saul as an enemy, as someone who's unredeemable, but now he knows that he can be delivered through the Lord Jesus Christ. And now he has opened Paul's eyes and he, he's led the way for him to overcome the blindness of the Gentiles and to help them know and to follow Jesus. And he's delivered you to be a deliverer. He opened your eyes so that so that he can use you to heal the spiritual blindness of others. Psalm 146.8 says, The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. Isaiah 35.5 says, The eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Ephesians 5.8, For at one time you were in darkness, but now you are in light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. Acts 26.18, Paul says, That God sent him to the Gentiles to open their eyes so that they may turn from the darkness to the light and from the power of Satan to God that they might receive forgiveness in a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Jesus is the light of the world. He shines into our lives so that we can see things as they truly are. And then he shines through us to illumine others and help them to see, to help them to know and to follow Jesus. Acts, Acts 42, 16 and I will lead the blind in a way that they do not know and paths that they have not known, and I will guide them. I will turn the darkness before them into light and the rough places into level ground. These are the things I do, and I do not forsake them. Follow Jesus. Following Jesus is not about just doing the right actions every now and then. It's about who the person that you're becoming I might be able to name a few good things that I've done recently, but what about everything in between? I go to church. I helped my neighbor last week one time, and I shared posts on Facebook, and then I argued against that guy that said something unbiblical the other day. But okay, but what about all the time in between? God does call us to one-time acts, but he is calling us all to become someone. Anyone can fake it for a couple of hours a week, and at the same time, we all fail at times and have bad moments. But who are you when you look at the whole picture? Saul became Paul. It was a drastic change, so drastic that he changed his name. Who is he calling you to become? Thank you for listening to Stanford Christian Church today. Once again, my name is Pastor Jeremy. I hope you go to our website, www.stanfordchristianchurch.com, where you can learn a lot more about our church. Have a great week. Love God, love others, and tell somebody about Jesus.